Hello everyone, we're back for episode two of the Let Us Golf podcast. Wow, what a week to kick off the 2023 LET Access series. I've just come back from reporting on all the action happening at Golf Perilada for the Santander Golf Tour Girona, the first Let Us event of the season. Now this was a new event for Let Us, but it was an event that certainly delivered. On day one, the players got the best of the weather. Sweden's Emma Tungen came out on top. Day two brought out fresh competition for Tungen as Switzerland's Elena Moosman made moves up the leaderboard to equal Tungen. England's Emily Price was hot on their heels. Two holes in one were recorded last week by 19-year-old amateur Italian rookie Marta Spiazzi and the French player Lucy Andre. Day three was where things got interesting. The leading pack struggled with the tough conditions. Netherlands' Marit Harivan was all set to triumph, but a double bogey on the 17th put her in a five-way playoff with Tongren, Price, Switzerland's Sophie Kipsgaard-Nielsen and French player Lucy Andre, who was the queen of consistency last week. All players ended up on one over par going into the playoff and after two holes in the playoff, Tungren and Sophie Kipscard nielsen were knocked out after they both made bogeys. At this point, I was rushing to the airport, hopping on a plane while desperately watching the Instagram live stream to catch up with the tense play out there in Spain. English rookie Emily Price was the third of the players to be knocked out. In breathtaking fashion, both Andre and Harry Van puts a par lipped out. Finally, Andre secured a bogey to win over the Netherlands' Marit Harry Van. It wasn't just a hole-in-one Andre would be celebrating in that competition. It was her second Letas title after her last trip to the winning circle on Letas since the 2017 FoxCon Czech Ladies Challenge. Fresh off the back of that win, I'm absolutely delighted that Lucy joined me in conversation this week on the podcast to talk about her highs, lows, whilst competing on Letas and the LET for the last 14 years and her life as a professional golfer. So welcome Lucy to the Letas Golf Podcast. The Letas Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the LET Access Series, the development tour of the LET. First of all, you've had a dream start to the season, winning the Santa yeah. Golf Tour Girona. So a massive congratulations for your win on Friday. Um, you've had a few days to process it now. How are you? Well, I'm feeling great. To be honest, I couldn't couldn't believe it. I mean, it's the first tournament and um, I had a tough uh, end of the season last year. So after the Q school, it was a bit tough, but it's amazing to start a season like this. And, and with a win, it's, it's, it's great. So I remember, because I was there, I remember we came into the tournament office and we said, oh, there's a possibility it might go to a playoff, it might, you might win, um, because you finished before some of the other players. Did you expect to go into the playoff? No, not at all. To be honest, I was uh, having lunch and one of my friends came and said, hey, Lucy, maybe you need to warm up again because maybe you're going to be in the playoff. And I was like, what? There's many girls like minus one and I'm just plus one. So I was not expecting this. But yeah, in the end, when I saw that we were five players, I was like, oh, damn. Okay, I got. I really have to to warm up, warm up again a little and get ready for it. So yeah, that was a good surprise, to be honest. And talk me through the mindset. That wasn't the first playoff you've played during Latas, is it? 
no, I played one uh, in Czech Republic, like uh, when was it in 2017? But it was uh, it was not a playoff. It was more like free free holes of stroke play. Okay. So yeah, that was uh, that was cool, but it, that was different. I mean, we we played six holes this time, and it was tough. Montale was uh, intense. And at what point during the playoff were you think? Was it not until the final putt that you thought I could win this? Well, I mean, uh, during the first hole, I was the the only one who can have a par in the end because all the players were done with the bogey and I was like, okay, if you met that three and a half putts, you're going to win. So I put it so well, I, I thought it was in and then the ball just moved in the end and I was like, okay, let's try another one. But I mean, I... Uh, I was just playing my game. I was not playing against people who were with me. So, yeah, that was more... For me, that was like a stroke play or something like this, to be honest. Uh, I didn't feel like I need to beat the girl who were with me. That makes sense. And what kind of feelings do you have during uh, a playoff? Is it pressure? Do you get nervous at all? No, to be honest, uh, I don't feel a really lot of pressure. I'm just playing my game and I was just thinking, okay, if you try to go straight to the pin, you're going to have a chance for at least a birdie or get close to the pin because I, I knew that my putting was not the best this week. So I was thinking if you hit in the middle of the green, you're going to have like a 20, 20 meters putt. So you may have a free putt easily. So I was just thinking about yeah, being on the green or close to the green and just having a par or something like this. So I knew that my long game was very good this week. So I was not really nervous about it, but my putting was a bit uh, stressful, to be honest. And why do you think it was that your putting wasn't on the strongest form this week? Well, uh, it, was, it was tough because the green were very fast and the wind make it complicated. So... Yeah, I think it was tough for everyone. I mean, all the girls that I play with, we missed like short putts every time. So yeah, it was not easy. It was not easy, to be honest. Coming back off that win, have you has that changed your mindset at all for the season ahead? Well, um, you know, I came to this tournament with a few goals. I mean, I wanted to see what what I was working on during the off season. Uh if 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 it was good to 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 play with it or not during the first tournament under pressure and everything so I was not expecting that good result to be honest I was just coming there and just see how it goes and to be honest where I live right now is a tough winter so I didn't play a lot of uh, 18 holes during the winter time so it was only my six or seven seven full full uh, full round I mean so yeah it was um it was not easy, but now I think that once you won, you you can have, have you always won another one. So and the last time you won was 2017. So it's been quite a big yeah. gap. Does that has that made it feel even more amazing having that gap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I've been through rough time to be honest, and there was the COVID time and everything. So yeah, it, it went very fast. I mean, six years it is. It's long, but it was fast to be honest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's always good to to go back in the winner circle. Which win felt better? Mm, all. I think that there's no win better, but uh, 
in Czech Republic, he was the first one as a professional. So I guess this one, yeah. And you spoke there about um, golf under COVID. Um, I didn't really enter the golf world until after um, the pandemic. So can you talk me a bit through about how it affected a professional golfer during those times? Yeah, uh, during the COVID, I didn't play much, as many people, I guess. And I was working in uh, in an industry, medical industry. So okay. I was doing something else expect, except golf. So yeah, it was tough when I came back on tournaments and when you had to practice again I was a bit lost to be honest and yeah it was uh, it was a difficult time for me to be honest because I love I love playing tournaments I love practicing and I love everything and when everything stops it's it's quite hard so yeah it was not easy for me it was not easy you couldn't work out very well you couldn't prepare for something and um, you mentioned that you worked during the COVID time yeah the the medical industry that I was yeah. working on I was just yeah. wondering what exactly you were doing? Oh, I was uh, just doing the the work that people don't want to do. So I I was just typically uh, pick up stuff in the um, how do you say in the like in the machine. You know there was stuff getting out, and you just pick it up, put it somewhere, and then pick, go back and pick it up, going somewhere and like 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 yeah. That was not that was not the best, but it keeps me busy to be honest. Um, the LET and the LET Access Series a while. So what's some of the biggest changes you've seen over the years um, with the Access Series in particular? Well, I think the Access uh, is quite good. Well, I mean, when you are um, a young professional golfer, it's the best way to start. And the, um, the level is uh, getting better and better. So it's quite amazing to see that younger girls are coming and just uh, play amazing golf. So that's great to see. And it's a good preparation to play on the LET. So yeah, it's 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 great to be honest. It's a, it's a big family and you feel very good on the access. Well, I feel very good on the access. And you mentioned that you see, you see younger women, uh, women coming through. And mm-hmm. as a 35-year-old, does age ever become a, a barrier or a, or a factor in... The way you play no to be honest I, I know i may be the oldest player on this tour but uh you see i still can win so uh, i'm happy about it but yeah when when you see when you play with, with people who are like under 18 or something like this you're like oh damn she's playing so good and she's so young so yeah it, it gives hopes for for a lot of girls so yeah it's, it's it's quite good to see them playing so good no but of course you still definitely got it <laughs> I try to. <laughs> so have you made any changes behind the scenes lately in your golf? Um, coming off, you, you mentioned earlier that you had a bad season last year. Um, have Have you made any big changes? Um, I worked a lot with my uh, technical coach. We work on my, uh, my hips turning a little bit more faster. And I work a lot with also my mental coach, uh, which has made to to keep my mind very clear and to to control my my feelings and everything. So, yeah, we've done a good job during the off season and it pays off. So, I'm quite happy about it. And we'll uh, work, of course. 
for the uh, for the whole season. You turned professional in 2011, is that 11. right? Yeah. Um, so did it take you a long time to turn professional? Uh, no, I uh, first tried in 2010 and I missed uh, the Q school, so I stay as an amateur this year. And then in 2011, I turned pro. I had a great first uh, year on tour and then it gets through up and down. But I think that's quite normal. But yeah, no, that, that was cool. <laughs> this is a straight, kind of strange question, but did you prefer your professional career to your amateur career in golf? Professional, definitely. Because mm. uh, I'm making new friends on a professional way and uh, it, it's it's great. Uh, I don't remember that I was that uh, sociable. I don't know if it's uh, good in the good word in English, but like talking to everyone. I, I was not talking that much when I was amateur. So, I mean, as a professional, it, it's it's difficult. It's different, I think. And life as a professional golfer, there's many upsides. But ha- mm-hmm. do you ever have any downsides with it? So, is there any points where you struggle with the life of profession being a professional golfer? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I thought about giving up like uh, a few years ago. But I love playing that much and I love playing tournaments. I love being in competition. So that's why I, I keep on trying and trying again. And I love uh, I love a lot of sports. So I'm playing tennis, I'm playing squash, I'm playing paddles. I love doing some other things. So it keeps keeps you loving, like doing what you do, actually. And when you are working in winter season, when you come back to golf, you know where you are good. I mean, yeah, that that was a good a good thing to to work outside golf. So you mentioned that you love tennis and other sports. Is is mm-hmm. that some of the ways you switch off from golf? So you've left the golf yeah. day. How do you how do you switch your mind off the sport? I mean, when I, when I come back home, I'm doing a lot of workouts, like six times six times a week. So which is a lot, but yeah. I, I really love. I mean, uh, I'm not working out. Only for golf, I, I work out for myself and to feel better and to keep my mind clear and yeah, doing something else. I, I really love it. I really, I really like being outside, uh, going for a walk in the forest or mountain or wherever. I really love it. I, I, I feel that I really need it. So you have a very active life yeah. outside of golf. Am I right? You're doing yoga. Yeah, um, I try to, but it's not uh, my favorite. I have to admit. Okay. I like things that makes you moving and seeing. I, I like I like being outside. So, yeah, I guess you can have yoga outside. But yeah, I, I, I like like discovering new places and everything. So, so I guess the life of a golfer works well for you because it's you constantly. Exactly, exactly. I love it. So I want to take it back now. I want to take it back to when you first started playing golf. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the sport? Um, because my parents was playing. So, so they, they took me to the golf once. And I have to admit that I didn't really like it first because I was playing tennis a lot. And I thought that golf was too too slow and, and not interesting. So when I started playing tournaments, like, uh, club competition uh it was it was kind of good because uh you could see your your handicap going lower and lower so it helped me to to like the sport and and after that uh, i knew that i have the possibility to play very good 
very early. So yeah, that that was that was cool. And playing those other sports at a younger age, do you think that helped you with competitive spirit and athleticism? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. I, I was playing tennis. I mean, in, on tournament and everything. I was good, but not good enough to make it for a living. I mean, so that's why I uh, turned my back to golf. <laughs> And you said you didn't like it at first because of the slow. Like, was yeah. there a moment? Was it just doing well at the sport that made you made you love it after? Was there? Can you remember a specific memory of when you were? Oh, I actually do love this sport. Mm, I think that when I start playing my first uh, my first competition, I really I really enjoy it, and and people from my golf uh, home were very exciting to see, like uh, a young a young girl playing so good. So. Yeah, that keeps me keep going. And who's your biggest champion? Who's your biggest supporter at home? Um, I think my mum. My mum. She's always supporting and uh, kicking my butt sometimes. But yeah, I, I really need it sometimes. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes you're like, yeah, but it was not my fault and everything. And she always um, put me in the right direction and saying that, okay, you need to work on that and that and that and keep pushing me for... To get better so yeah she's a great supporter she played the sport does she play golf yeah she did not anymore yeah she, she still she still does but really has an amateur um that takes me and how i'm gonna kind of end this podcast um i don't know if you saw with my podcast asara but we do a little quick fire round Quick fire some questions to you and you can come up yeah. with a quick answer. So first one, you answered it a little bit earlier, but what do you love about golf? Um, I love the competition, to be honest. Only the competition. Is that because you are have a competitive nature? Yeah, probably. Probably. I like practicing, but, I, but if you're practicing for nothing, I mean, it makes no sense for me. What's your last thought before you hit a driver? Well, the driver is not my best friend, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking, I, I used to think about not missing before, but now I'm thinking about where I want to be on the fairway. So so that's it. Just believe it and hit it straight. What, what is your favorite <laughs> club? What's your favorite part of the play? My favorite clubs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the 58 degrees. My favorite one. And who on Lettuce has your favourite swing? Ooh, a lot. Um, I think uh, last year, Patricia Smith. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, I, I really loved the, that golf swing. She had like a small uh, stop on the top of her back swing and she hitting so, so good. And who's your biggest golfing inspiration? Mm, I would say um, probably Annika Sorenstam. She made she made so many good things for women golf. So, yeah, I would say her. I remember Sarah last week included her in her favorite for in her dream four ball. I was going to ask you the same question. It doesn't have to be people from the golfing world. Well, um, I would say, well, Tiger Woods, <laughs> uh, Rory McIlroy, yeah. and um, <laughs> and Annika. That would be nice. Why them? That would be nice. Why? Because they always inspired me so much. So, 
So yeah, I, I love watching Rory swing and and how he plays. I, I really love it. So yeah, I would say that because they 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 make me dreaming a lot. So yeah. And last quick fire question: What is your favorite snack on the course? Uh, to, to, to snack on the course, um, I would say my uh, protein barbers. What was that? I like it. Uh, the name is uh, Full Fight. Okay. It's Irish. So, yeah, it is, it's quite good. It's chocolate with the peanut butter and everything. It's oof, oh, amazing. Oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah. Lastly, we're doing our... Have you ever heard of Desert Island Discs? No. <laughs> it's a very British radio programme. And we're doing our LET Access series, Desert Island Discs, where I ask for one song, one book, and one luxury item you could have standard okay. on a desert island. So, okay. what song? Well, right now I would say Flowers from Miley Cyrus because I, I'm listening a lot of this song right now. So I would say this one. It gets you in a very good mood, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And a book? A book. Uh, mm, I don't know. At the moment, I don't, I, don't, I don't read a lot of books, but I would say... Um, the book from uh, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Um, the name in French is Le Petit Prince, The Little Prince. Oh, I know it. Yes. Yeah. I actually read that so, in French as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, nice. it's yeah. nice. I like reading it. And luxury item. Sarah last week said water, but you allowed water, so something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't drink alcohol, so probably a soft drink. I don't know, I would say like a limonade. <laughs> limonade. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> nice. Very luxury, very luxury. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time um, out of your golf schedule to speak to us on the Let Us Golf podcast. Yes. Lastly, what's your advice for younger players or the best advice that's ever been given to you by anyone on tour? Yeah, I would say that even though you you're going through up and down, I mean you always have to give it a try and trying again and again and again and never give up. I think well that's my motto: never give up. So yeah, keep going, keep on working, and keep on believing that you can do it and you will actually do. So yeah, keep going. And that motto has definitely paid off. Um, yeah, last week, and I can see the trophy. Is that the trophy in the background? Of your yeah, yeah. love it. <laughs> love that. Um, well, thank you very much, and have a great week. Thank you, you too. So there we go, Lucy Andre, our first winner this year on Lettas. Love the way she announces bogey. <laughs> Luckily her golf is better than my French, but there's plenty more golf to be played on the LET Access series this year and plenty more winners. Who will be next? Well, we now just have a short break, just over a month till our next event, the Terre Blanche Ladies Open in France. And I, for one, cannot wait for more action. In the meantime, make sure you're following us on socials at LET Access and give us a follow and leave us a five-star review. But Lucy definitely deserves it. Until next time, see you then.